so full credit to you, man. Congratulations. That's Thank such you. a great call. I mean, this is this is the way. Yeah, we're, we're, I heard someone call it the era of base states mm-hmm. uh, is uh, what we're headed into because this is this is the way. And Florida um, is uh, one of the few states. If someone says they moved to Florida over New Hampshire, I'm like, all right, all right, I got it. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> You know, all right, I got to go. Um, so, but uh, but if people, you know, check them out. I mean, you know, New Hampshire's got to be on the list of people if you're thinking about moving. As, well, if you're a libertarian specifically, by the way, like I, you know, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not 100. Uh, but I think there's, um, but we have lots of uh, lots of Christian libertarians. In fact, actually, you want a, a little a little culture war drama Please. story? Absolutely. This is one we're going through right now. Okay. Welcome back, everyone, once again to another episode of Red Pill News. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. You know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are the tenets of the United States of America. This is what we are promised as our God-given rights. And one of the easiest and most successful applications of all three of those things has to be the state of New Hampshire. New Hampshire is not a particularly densely populated state, but they have a major libertarian constituency there. And my guest today, Jeremy Kaufman, is the libertarian candidate for Senate in the state of New Hampshire. Jeremy stopped by earlier this morning. We had a conversation for about an hour, and you may or may not have heard of him, but I'm going to give you a little introduction to Jeremy and why I chose to have him here on the show. Jeremy appears to be somebody who's not only fighting corruption, but also fighting for life, liberty, and that pursuit of happiness for the people of New Hampshire. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, and we'll be right back after this. All right, if you are hearing me right now, then you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, and I felt it necessary to put a little disclaimer in for those of you who would be listening that way. Included in this video are two political ads that Jeremy produced that are so clearly humorous and meant to be satire. However, even in the video version of these ads, which to me were very obviously not serious, I got a number of comments from people saying that they were very upset that I would elevate someone who believes in climate change uh, and probably even people who think that Jeremy really wants to make the military gay. These two uh, positions are actually things that are held by people on the left, Uh, and if you were to see the video version of these ads, then I thought it would be very obvious that he wasn't being serious. However, it appears that no one has a sense of humor nowadays, and especially not uh, in America, which is really sad to me. So I wanted to make sure that I included this disclaimer so that if you're listening at home, you remember and you recognize before listening to those ads It's all a joke, but he is a serious candidate for Senate in New Hampshire. I'm Jeremy Kaufman, candidate for U.S. Senate, and we're here deep in the New Hampshire forest. It might not be here in four to six weeks because we haven't done enough about climate change. Look at this, I mean, all around you. These leaves used to be green. Will they ever be green again? Even scientists can't answer deep questions like that. That's a rare forest species. If we had a tax on gasoline, that would still be alive right now. It's raining right now, you know? And uh, the climate's changing. If we didn't have global warming, this would be snow. This would be snow. And one of the things I joined the Democrats and Republicans in saying is that 
We need to work with Bill Gates to blot out the sun. It's the only way. If we don't partner with Bill Gates to blot out the sun, the earth will literally explode. That's called climate change. You see this? Uh, that's, that's a dead branch. The solution is to vote for me. I will take your money. I'll give it to people that I know, but they're going to be totally cool. You can trust me, and that's why I'm running for U.S. Senate. Jeremy Kaufman for U.S. Senate. Do your part. Send money. It helps. I promise. All right, welcome back, everyone, once again to another episode of Red Pill News. As always, I'm your host, Zach Payne, the corruption detector. And joining me today uh, is a man that I am extremely excited to speak to. His name is Jeremy Kaufman. He's the CEO of Odyssey and Library, and he's also running for Senate in New Hampshire as an independent, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Jeremy? Uh, as a libertarian. Oh, a, oh, that's even better. Okay, as a libertarian. Okay, good stuff. Thank you for the correction. All right, well, first of all, you know, thank you very much for agreeing to do the interview. It's been a long time coming. I, I reached out over a year ago sometime on a, on a separate matter, and I was uh, pleasantly surprised to see that uh, you were now able to do this. So thanks again for being here. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, it's great to be here. That we were, you know, being um, tight-lipped about some things at that time that was the only reason i wasn't able to speak to you then it's not my style i think people know that yeah uh, i i wish you know i never really want to be that way I, I wish we could always just be laying our cards out uh on the table that's the way i wish things were uh but you know from from time to time that's uh you know that's not always possible so well, I, I absolutely understand, especially considering the exact nature of what that issue was. If you don't mind, uh, as the, the CEO of uh, an independent video distribution platform that is based on a crypto backbone, uh, you guys were dealing with uh, a suit from the SEC. Can you give us any update as to uh, how that has been disposed, if it's something that you guys are still dealing with? That's right. Although I should be clear uh, that... Uh, for uh, more uh, around nine months, maybe longer, uh, Odyssey has been uh, a separate company, okay. uh, and it's not being actively managed uh, by uh, Library. Um, so uh, I am working on uh, on Library. Separate team of of people uh, is working on uh, is working on Odyssey. Okay. Um, Odyssey, of course, uses the Library technology uh, underneath. Library is the company being sued uh, by the uh, SEC. Uh, it's an absolutely uh, a crazy case. I don't know how detailed you want to get uh, oh, uh, into uh, it, but there's, please yeah, go yeah. for it. Uh, so the, um, the the SEC, what the SEC is alleging here is that uh, the the library token is a security. Um, the facts that they're alleging make it a security are so broad that it would include basically every uh, cryptocurrency uh, token. This is not just my opinion. This is the opinion of uh, of you know of John Deaton, uh, Preston Byrne, other attorneys in the space that are you know uh, uh, you know independent uh, 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 people. Um, so this is uh, it's a really quite frankly um, dangerous case for the uh, cryptocurrency uh, industry, uh, and we're getting pretty close to the uh, judge uh, deciding it. Uh, most likely, a single judge is going to decide it all on, on his own. So there's not going to be a, an actual trial. 
Um, this isn't guaranteed. He might send it to a trial. That's what we're going to find out very soon. Um, uh, but uh, we're basically at that stage now uh, where the, the judge is going to be making a, a, a decision soon. And so um, that, uh, we're, you know, we're all kind of uh, waiting for what that is. Um, the judge has shown himself to be uh, somewhat skeptical of the, the government, like he was not just buying uh, what the government was saying. Mm-hmm. He honestly seemed genuinely um, like confused or struggling. And not because he had no idea of what cryptocurrency was. I think he was making a pretty good effort there. But like he felt like uh, he was being asked to interpret this law in a, in a way that was really unclear. You know, th- these kinds of like, you know, is a hot dog a sandwich uh, type <laughs> questions, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm serious. That is like yeah. that is like it's, it's kind of like that. Right. You've got this law that's 90 years old. Right. And now you're being asked, does it apply to this? You know, so you had a law that said that was written about sandwiches. And then someone invented the hot dog. And now maybe there's someone out there, some one of your listeners out there is like, well, you know, those were invented in the opposite order and they're very mad. Right now. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, it I is understand like, yeah, for yeah, sure. It's like, it doesn't apply. And like, that is true. So we could get into the weeds and there's all these tests and they go through all this history and all these cases. But, but like the judge is like literally in court and like both sides are being like, you know, look at this case and this precedent was established. And then the other side saying, look at this case. And he is like, he is like, but that doesn't work, you know, because like he really does feel like he 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 doesn't know, uh, which is like very interesting. Because to me, as you're not really, I'm not an expert on the law, but to me, I'm like, well, if the judge doesn't understand the law, like, shouldn't I just be winning at this point? <laughs> yeah, like, like, like if this guy is scratching his head, having read hundreds of pages of both sides, and being like, this sure is confusing. Like, you know, that seems to me like maybe the the, the way the, the government works that that's a not guilty, you know, yeah. uh, and then it's the government's job to pass a clear law at which point i was following you know i was not, never that's the other it pisses me off a lot I, you know i was never a fan of government but like I, I i have not been trying to push the envelope here mm-hmm. i've been trying to like button it up and do it the right way uh in the hopes of avoiding this uh kind of situation um i think what kind of got me is that i naively was like pretty transparent about stuff you know i come mm-hmm. from like a sort of like open source type ethos of like of, of putting things, you know, out there. And I think, I think the government uh, was like, look at this idiot. <laughs> he just gave us a bunch of material, Jeremy. <laughs> well, so, you know, what you just said there, uh, uh, the precedent we're looking at here is a 90 year old case. It seems absolutely ridiculous on its face that they could use this very modern day circumstance, which really is unprecedented. I mean, cryptocurrency is is rather new, you know, not too new, but certainly a lot newer than 90 years. And, and you have to think that there's absolutely no way when the legislators made that law 90 years ago that they ever could have envisioned something like a cryptocurrency or even the crypto space at all. I mean, you know, the Internet certainly wasn't a thing. I mean, probably not even amongst the uh, the, the military and the government. Yeah. I mean, it's very frustrating. And I'm guessing I, you know, I don't, uh, I'm guessing that with a channel name of, you know, Red Pill uh, yeah. uh, uh, News, um, that uh, your audience is probably not particularly um, uh, keen on government or, you know, sort of buys into a lot of the uh, bad government. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like they do, you know, this that, that sort of naive idea that like they, they actually, you know, do things or have your interests. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, they can't even, I mean, like they can't even make uh, laws. I just mm-hmm. think about how just like not even um, um, like it's, it's literally dysfunction 
largely. Truly. Like yes, there's the 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 the, the, the sociopathy and the uh, uh, and the actual uh, you know the actual like evil or bad people out there, but a lot of it's just like just pure dysfunction. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the blo- look at how old blockchain is and how little they can't pass a law, they can't um, they can't create rules. Like it's all it 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 does feel like. I mean. I don't know. I don't know what it was like. I didn't go through it in, a, in that firsthand way, but it feels it feels really dysfunctional. Like if we're supposed to be uh, the the best government, you know, the best country, or whatever. Like, wow. Like, because this is a pretty terrible process. This is like a pretty awful system. Yeah. Um, you know. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with you, and I'm, I'm sure the, the audience does as well. I mean, it's pretty obvious that the United States government has become so bloated and overly complicated by design, not only to confuse the general public and kind of, you know, blow smoke in their faces so we don't really understand what's going on, but then also for the, the people who become our elected representatives, Congress and Senate, the process itself is hampering the government's ability to get anything done. But then at the same time, they show us time and time again, anytime there is something that they want to get done for perhaps their large donors or, you know, a, a friendly nation or even China at this point, <laughs> yeah. they, they really get in there and, and they hammer it out. And it doesn't take all that long. The only yeah, times yeah. they have. A, yeah. The only time they have a problem is when they're actually representing the American people or, or when they have an issue that they need to decide that will benefit us in some positive way. Yeah, they're, they're completely the one thing they're completely unified on is giving a bunch of money to Ukraine. Uh, oh, yes. Money for you. That complete unity. Do, do that as fast as possible. Yeah, it's a it's a clown world for sure. For it's sure. crazy. So yeah. uh, w- with regard to uh, the SEC choosing you guys. Do you have any indication as to why they decided to go after library? I mean, I I was on library Almost as soon as it started, I, I really valued uh, uh, the service and, and, you know, the evolution into Odyssey uh, because, you know, I was one of those channels that got deleted off of YouTube pretty early on, r- right before the 2020 election, talking about the Hunter Biden laptop. They immediately pulled the plug and this the yeah. writing was on the wall for a while. But I had joined library uh, before that happened because I knew that this was coming at some point. Why do you yeah. think they chose you guys uh, when there is all these uh, uh, various projects based on blockchain that were even there before. So my my um, my honest answer in terms of when they in terms of how and when they open the case, I think actually has much more to do with the fact that uh, we basically made it very easy. Like we were being really transparent. We were we were publishing like spreadsheets and documents about how we were using all the companies, you know, uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, and you know, we thought we were we were compliant with the legal advice that we had received and we thought we were doing, and we thought by being like um, the good guys, you know, that they, they would at least like go after us like later, you know, or give us time or be reasonable with us, you know, uh, which was never how they treated us. But anyway, I think that in terms of how it started, right. In, 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 in the time that it was, you know, we're talking about like 2017 would have been when they um, first started looking at us. They, um, uh, you know, the the boss, the head of the SEC, says, uh, "You, know, it's time to start looking into these um, companies." Mm-hmm. And you, as your 
as your as the regulator, you say, boss says, well, boss says, go look into blockchain companies. So what do you do, right? Like you probably never even looked into blockchain before. You probably right. never looked at it, right? So you open your computer, you go to Google or whatever. Maybe you know, someone's going to prepare some report. I don't know how it actually works. But the point is, when we put all this information out there, very, very easy to start investigating this, right? Because there's all this information. Right. So I, I think it started that way, just for that reason, just that um, in terms of why they've been so hard on us, because uh, that's another thing that a lot of people uh, say. It's like uh, there's in the Real Clear Politics article uh, uh, um, and, and these other articles, I think maybe Forbes, but it's like, why are they going after this company? Like of all the ones to be, you know, why would you make an example of library, right? Because it doesn't make sense. Right. We've tried to do it the right way. We didn't even even like non-legal factors like did we pay ourselves a bunch of large salaries and so on, which shouldn't legally speaking affect whether or not it's a security. But we didn't even do stuff like that. Like we've been good guys. Right? We've been good people. We've been trying to build. We've been doing things the right way. Um, and uh, I think that does have to do with what wow. we do. Not not even in it doesn't even have to be a conspiracy. You're, this SEC is full of center left authoritarian regulator type mindset. Everything should be under the government's control. Uh, everything needs to be, you know, seen and, and tracked. And like, you know, we've got to stop the back. And like, so they see us and they see you know, th- uh, 3D printed guns and, uh, and COVID misinformation and, you know, whatever. Um, and they think that stuff is all bad and wrong. So I think like they all, they do sort of have us out for us. I, I have it out for us. Not even... I mean, maybe there's some grander, uh, 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 you know, pressure or things to play. I can't, how would I know that? But I think that it, it totally just like, even without that, like, why wouldn't they not like us? Mm-hmm. Right. They yeah. they have the complete mindset, you know, let's, let's get these guys, you know, uh, well, look at, <laughs> look, at, look at how I conduct myself. Although yeah. I've uh, partially done that in response. Right. Cause it's like, uh, you know, what else? So that's one of my, one of the few plays I have, but yeah, absolutely. You know, it, 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 it seemed to me <clears throat> to be just a very misguided decision on behalf of the government, because, you know, what you guys have been able to accomplish and implement seems like it could very easily be used as a template on how to do this right. You know, there are so many crypto projects out there that are just straight rug pulls. Okay. People yeah. committing massive amounts of fraud, I just lost all of my crypto in the Celsius bankruptcy, thanks to what happened with Luna. Uh, you know, it's 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 troubling, and so many people have been taken advantage of. And there were plenty of uh, different projects out there that, in my opinion, were essentially acting as securities, giving financial information, and then just taking all of that money and running. And I don't see the government going after those people. Uh, and so it just it, it fascinates me. You know, and, and I have to be honest, Jeremy. I considered the fact that perhaps it also had a fair amount to do with the fact that you guys are really promoting free speech. Uh, You are promoting the ability for people to have an open and honest conversation. Uh, In America, it used to be that your speech was protected. You could go out there, whether it was online or in person, and say what you think uh, or what you believe, no matter how despicable it might be. This is America People don't have to listen. But thanks to a platform like yours, you've created the ability for people to go out there and to not have to be afraid about what they're saying online for fear of getting deplatformed. Yeah, it's uh, it's insane. It's insane. And I, I like I, I'm sure you say plenty of things on your channel mm-hmm. that I would disagree with. And sure. it's like, so what? So what? Yep. Like, 
that's what you think. And you want to say those things. Who can, and like, how could that be? How could that be bad? How did we get to this place in America where like that could be bad? Do you, I mean, you saw uh, like Reuters uh, wrote this uh, uh, article, did this investi- uh, like an, an investigation series, like a deep, like not just a, 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 a blurb, an article of the day. They spent mm-hmm. uh, months on this article. Did you see this one come out about? Uh, no, uh, not specifically. About- uh, inform me. Oh, so uh, I was I my face specifically. They used it for the cover of the article. I was on the homepage of Reuters.com, uh, and the title was um, "SkewTube: Colon How New Breed of Something Sites Thrive on Misinformation and Hate." Right. Was the title, and it was about and it was about BitChute and Odyssey. Was that what the article was about? Uh, and me, spe- and me specifically. And me specifically, by the way. Uh, no. they, was they, this before yeah. or after you announced? This this article came out on Monday. So this article oh. came out four days ago. So it was uh it was uh it's uh yeah, been all over. Yeah, okay, so, it's, so been, it's been a fun week, yeah. Well, I, you know, what a, a fortuitous time then for us to be doing this. You know, I, I've been yeah. traveling for the last couple of weeks. I had a couple of different uh, events that I went to in different parts of the country. So. I oh, you're to... a smart, educated man. You're not reading Reuters. You're obviously <laughs> not going on to. You're obviously not going on to Twitter. You're doing a great job. I mean, that this yeah. is how you stay informed. So, uh, uh, congratulations. Thank yeah. you, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, obviously, uh, what you're doing there in New Hampshire. I mean, you, you talk about speaking truth to power. This is something that the left frequently likes to invoke. Uh, but then at the same time, those see- people are, are sycophants to the tyrannical United States government uh, and to some of the most corrupt people in the world. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, George Soros, uh, the World Health Organization. I mean, all of them, people just swallow this stuff. Meanwhile, you know, and you know, Ukraine is an excellent example of this as well. People are united behind this idea that uh, funneling money into a, a black hole in Eastern Europe is a good idea. You know, you're, you're all of the subjects you are addressing and that you're talking about and your ads, especially, um, you know, it's it's a revelation. And it's something that is, uh, it, you know, I, I just absolutely love seeing it uh, from a candidate, somebody who's being honest and who is uh, speaking about these things that traditional politicians either, you know, have one view or another or they just won't touch it with a 10 foot pole. Because they want uh, they want to get people into the the voting booth before they find out what they really believe. So, how much did the SEC case against you guys uh, have to have to play into your decision to run for Senate there in New Hampshire? Uh, it, it definitely uh, it definitely influenced me because uh, it's just another uh, um, way that you can you know make a difference um, uh, you know or have some uh, leverage. Um, I wouldn't say it was like the primary factor, but it was like definitely a positive factor. And, uh, you know, I'm running as a as a libertarian, which means that you've got to try to do you know something different. Right. You're, mm-hmm. It is it is always that like David versus Goliath uh, you know, type of thing. And so trying to just like, you know, have some fun for it without some interesting messages. You've got to get something, you know, I, I can't win by ad buys. Right. So I've got to get something. I've got to find ways of kind of like getting attention, um, you know, uh, or doing something different. And uh, it's been uh, it's been kind of fun. I've never done it before, but it's been uh, yeah, it's been kind of fun. So, so uh, and New Hampshire. I mean, that's uh, they have a, a fairly large uh, libertarian voting block there. Is that correct? 
That's right. It's why I live in uh, New Hampshire. In fact, I'm a member of this um, uh, group called the Free State Project, which is this idea that libertarians can win by uh, uh, concentrating uh, in New Hampshire. Um, <laughs> there's uh, thousands of us. Uh, uh, if you follow the Free State Project on Twitter, you'll see um, some things happen in New Hampshire that don't really happen anywhere else. Like we have this whole like we have a network of like clubhouses and there are people that actually have street protests against libertarians uh, because uh, the libertarians actually uh, control uh, a decent amount of the, the state government all through the Republican Party, to be clear, not through the Libertarian Party. Oh, um, OK. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm a very big proponent of the Free State Project. To be honest, it is another reason that uh, I'm. Uh, uh, running one reason among many is that like I like talking about the Free State Project, talk like talking about New Hampshire, and I, I wanted to be a loud and proud, you know, New Hampshire uh, uh, candidate. You know, uh, I, I think that um, I, I don't like apologizing for like who I am and and what I, I I believe, and I think rarely in life have people um, you know gotten you know gotten much of anywhere. Uh, uh, by going around apologizing you know, for mm -hmm. who they are and, and what they uh, you know, what they believe. So, well, I mean, it's certainly something that's refreshing in a candidate for any office. I mean, uh, quite often people will align themselves with one ideology and then just stick to that because they feel that you know uh, that's the only way they're going to be able to get the support um, of America. But you know, I, I feel that uh, America has reached a point where. We're ready for people who are completely honest. We're ready for people who aren't politicians. I mean, we've got a couple of hundred years uh, of examples of, of what happens when you allow politicians and sociopaths, as you said, uh, to run a government uh, at all levels, whether it's local, state or federal. You have people who get involved not to represent people, not to give back uh, and, and, you know, con uh, contribute in some way, uh, but just so that they can get those levers of power and perhaps uh, uh, rack up a couple of large pensions for when they retire. Yeah. Well, I mean, government clearly gets, um, uh, you know, the worse gets worse, the larger and farther away from you, uh, you know, that it is. I, it's uh, it's this kind of an unsolved problem. Uh, how do you check government? Right. Because sort of sort of the best experiment we've arguably seen in human history would be the founding of the United States. Yes. Um, we see how it's turned out. And so like um, full credit to them uh, for, for this really admirable attempt. But I think we can tell that like that, that the shelf life certainly uh, it, it hasn't lasted. Right. It didn't, it, it did not, it did in terms of the principles that it set out to maintain, it, it failed in a number of them. Um, I think it's fair, fair to say. Uh, and so it's like, all right, well, so how do we do this? You know, one of the things that I believe is that uh, we're missing um, like both uh, we're, we're missing fun most fundamentally this ability for sort of different things to be done, different right. types of government, this ability for people to exit. You know, there's effectively a, 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 a it's, it's not I wouldn't say it's a world government in the way that some people would would, would mean that. But like in the sense that like there's no space for anything new to be done. And there's mm -hmm. no space for someone to exit and say, like, I want to even in a, not not as necessarily as one individual, which may never be possible, but at least in in a block of thousands, tens of thousands, 100,000 people. Right. And to say, like, look, it's a lot. You know, how could we in this very large earth do you know, because whether that's because they're Christian conservatives or whether that's because they're tra like woke trans crazy people. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, 
seriously, because this is what uh, this is the one thing because everyone gets everyone has all these other groups that they hate, and there are some groups that I I I am not a Christian conservative to be clear, and I'm not a woke trans crazy person. Uh, I'm more sympathetic to one of those groups than the others. Uh, but um, the uh, but but like um, the the point is like I don't see everyone's the point. Uh, so many people are oriented towards this dominance. I want to dominate the other group. To me, it's like if I think you're crazy, like please, like hot, like let's give you I don't know Seattle. You get Seattle. <laughs> like like and then you won't be my near me and right. you'll get you know we'll both get what we want like i'm i'm a i'm a i always seek the win-win in that in that regard and that's part of why i'm also big on the libertarian in new hampshire thing because i think it's that same kind of approach where we're not trying to to make the whole u.s libertarian this whole which is it which is a dominating thing to people who love their big government who love all the stuff who who are you know who need you know whatever um and and so yeah so that's i i want that's like, and then I can even be allies with, uh, I mean, uh, in a certain regard with like, with, if there, if, if, a, if like the communist says to me, all right, Jeremy, you know, I'll work with you to get, to give the libertarians to Hampshire and you, we get to Seattle. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, now we could be, uh, you know, we could, we could. totally legit. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so, so, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, so I, that's, that's where I, that's where I'm at with this uh, 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 stuff. That's one of my most like foundational beliefs. And, and then it would be really interesting um uh uh to to be to have things be more this way rather than this like uh, uh homogenized homogenization of everything where every culture is getting swallowed up and eaten by this one omnicultural thing and i like i you know i'm very very i'm very very against that so well, I, I totally agree with you. You know, I, we've reached this point in America today where it, it's just so polarized. And, you know, whatever side of the aisle you're on, it's almost like there's this feeling of desperation, like, you know, the other side is going to completely destroy us. And, it, you know, it really feels like to me, you know, as a Christian conservative, it feels like the left wants to completely erase any other culture or any other belief system uh, than what they have. They need that monolithic uh, train of thought so that people can be controlled. That's my opinion. Uh, and uh, and they would love it if the entire country was like Seattle. But one of the things that I love about America is that you have distinct regions, d distinct dialects, distinct uh, uh, trains of thought. Uh, and, uh, you know, through working together and coming together in like that you know, proverbial melting pot type of scenario, which is what I was always told America was, you know, we can be a, a much better and a much stronger nation. Um, but now it seems like there's no room for any of that. And that extends to, you know, discussion and discourse online. You know, I think that's why I got deleted from Twitter and YouTube and every other <laughs> platform you can imagine, yeah. uh, because, you know, people just don't tolerate it anymore. And I am always telling my viewers, you know, we need to be able to debate each other. You know, if you hold a position that's different from another person, then, you know, how can you defend it if you if you won't defend it? You know, you must be willing to talk to people and you must be willing to have a meeting of the minds. Otherwise, we are going to end up like communist China. I, I completely agree with you. And it's it's one of the things that just probably like emotionally makes me the most disgusted by mm -hmm. the, the like authoritarian woke people, because it's 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 a pure dominance play. It's a pure dominance is what they want. And yep. they do it under the, in the name of tolerance, in the name of, of of safety and protection and all. And it's like and it's like, no, you just have no respect for these people and you're willing to do anything to that. It's like that's the way it looks to me as someone who is like, you know, and to, is 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 what's actually like motivating that, and I, it's a uh, so yeah.
I know, man. Uh, I, what's what's what uh, are you? What where are you at? Are you are you uh, what are you taking uh, black pills, white pills? Are you hopeful? What's, uh, uh, <laughs> so where, where? I, I I feel that I am uh, a a hopeful realist. So. I'm down here in Florida. Uh, it's a fairly free state. Uh, the people that live around me, everybody's pretty based. They understand that America is going straight down the toilet and uh, there's some things that need to happen. You know, one of the major issues for me is election security and election integrity. Uh, and we have a purposefully broken system because both the Democrats and the Republicans benefit from it from time to time. So there's really no incentive for anyone to fix it. But Right now, I believe that in the midterms, we have a really significant opportunity to elect a lot of people who have not traditionally been politicians, people who are just upset uh, about this failed and broken system that's been hoisted upon them for, for decades, their entire lives in some cases. And, uh, and perhaps once we get past the midterms and we elect people like you and a lot of other people out there uh, that never wanted to get in politics but are only now doing it, because it's so awful and we have to do something to fight it. Uh, I am very hopeful about the future. But, um, you know, I know that America is going on down a dark path. And if something isn't done to fix it, then there's a distinct possibility we might lose the whole thing. Yeah, D lose the whole thing. Are, are you against? How do you feel about national divorce? Is that uh, where national divorce is something that I have uh, spoken about? on the channel on a number of occasions. Um, I I would prefer that that did not happen. Okay. Because you know, I just I just feel like there's some there's a psychological component there and uh, it would it would make it easier in the future for a a full-scale kinetic war to take place like if you've got, you know, every if the left takes California, Washington and Oregon for example, uh, and then they've got New York over here on the East Coast. And then the rest of America, the heartland, essentially, is uh, is, you know, the original United States of America. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of tension and uh, it, it's a dangerous thing that could take place. However, with that being said, uh, your use of the example of uh, Seattle, uh, Seattle and Portland are nearly <laughs> lost causes. OK, uh, so I don't know what it would take to fix that. But my hope, Jeremy is that the rational, sane people who still live in these areas uh, are going to make that decision to get activated. You know, one thing the left has had on the right for a long time was uh, activism and the ability to come together. And uh, even if they didn't have the numbers, you know, just the noise uh, and forcing their views on people and, you know, people abdicating their position because they just don't want to deal with the insanity. Um, but I think that, you know, and for, this is my opinion from, uh, you know, interacting with my viewers and having certain people on the show. You know, there are movements that are quickly gaining strength and have been for a long time uh, to put average everyday Americans, people who are just patriots and want to make sure that the, the, the country doesn't fail uh, into positions of power. Uh, things like, uh, you know, the Constitution of States. I've had a number of people on from Constitution of States. Uh, my friend Dan Schultz from The Precinct Strategy, he's going to be on tonight. Um, a lot of my viewers have specifically gotten involved in that way. You know, it's my opinion that if we're going to fix that failed and corrupt system, then we have to replace those people uh, who we allowed to control it. 
you know, for many years, I think a lot of people have just been so focused on the minutia of daily life. You know, you've got your family, your job, you know, keeping your house up, uh, you know, ensuring that your bills are paid. And people were focused on those things. It's just basic survival. And at the same time, the powers that be make it harder and harder and harder for us to survive so that we really can't pay attention to all of the stuff that's happening in the public sphere. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that I do the show is so that I can bring issues to people and, and highlight certain things. It's why I call myself the corruption detector, because corruption is endemic in so many places, not just the government, but, you know, business, banking, industry, all of it. Right on, I don't right know if that on. answers your question. <laughs> that, no, that's great. I'm feeling ins- I'm feeling inspired. I mean, no, Good. I love it. I love it. I mean, no, I mean, I'm also um, I'm, I mean, I'm also like very hopeful. Um, we're probably coming at it from like slightly different ways, but, you know, one, you know, wanting similar ends. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, like I'm totally on board, with, you know, like like so I am uh, I'm probably a stronger proponent of the national divorce type stuff, but I'm you know, stronger federalism, you know, going back to that kind of idea. To yeah. me, it's like we we because I I totally agree that like having like and 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 this is some this is one where some libertarians would uh, uh, disagree. Man, I recognize that, but like I am not opposed to um, to that sort of sense of like you know national pride or homeland pride. I I think that's a healthy feeling. I think that's too. good. I think you know I think that encourages you um, to in that. Now I think. Uh, uh, mo- uh, too often that that good impulse is taken to do bad things with with wars and stuff. And again, you'd agree with that, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, but but like but uh, but I think the impulse is a good one. Um, we we just need to keep it you know oriented towards you know self defense and defending oh. ourselves. And um yeah. and uh, 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 so um uh, but but yeah yeah man I'm 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 with you and I think I do think and I think that that's the best hope because I think that it's not like the the if you look at where some of these other people are ideologically, like I do not like I, I'm, I'm post persuasion. I'm in that class where like, we have to be realistic about the fact that, that these two sides are not going to persuade one another. I agree. Like there's the, you know, and so where do we go from there? Or is this just both sides constantly fighting to, to dominate one another through democracy with these people in the middle who, you know, might not be wholly one way or the other, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and like, cause that's dumb. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm fully with you. I, yeah, I know yeah, that, yeah. I know there is a certain percentage of the population that is, you know, unmovable from whatever beliefs they hold right now. I will yeah. say this, Jeremy, as distressing as it was in 2020 to watch the election be stolen, in my opinion, uh, I believe that Joe Biden sitting in the white house, the decisions he's made, the decisions made by this administration, uh, has probably woken more people up than anything I could have done on my own. You know, um, we have seen so quickly how, you know, worse policy than we're used to, uh, being implemented has just quickly degraded the power and readiness and, and, uh, economic strength of the United States of America, you know, and, um, it's, it's crazy to watch as, Essentially, our own borders are left unprotected. Um, You know, our own people are ignored and abandoned. And then at the same time, we're sending hundreds of millions of dollars to to Ukraine. Uh, We are still engaged in uh, conflicts abroad. We're training mercenaries and sending them into places to uh, to go after people. And we're leaving eighty five billion dollars in brand new weapons for the Taliban to just, you know, run amok. 
what was the point? <laughs> Why were we there that whole time? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> now you're taking me in the opposite direction. Now you're making me sad again. I thought we were well, half optimistic. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, I mean, I understand. I understand. Uh, you know, the um, uh, the pull of the black pill. I mean, stuff is bad. I'm not going to lie. It's been worse, though, I think. I think that America has gone through darker times. We have persevered. And uh, and we we have, I'm sure you are. Are, cons- uh, are you familiar with uh, the concept of uh, the fourth turning? Yeah, I am, yeah. 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 So this like cyclical nature that we have in society and, and in this nation um, and, you know, across the world. But you know, I mean, we, we have ebbs and flows of uh, of prosperity and, and freedom and, you know, liberty and prosperity. It's just, you know, over and over and over again, it goes from good to bad because, you know, good men get complacent and then uh, the tyrants move in to try to take advantage of that. And then people wake up and they realize that they have to be involved and they have to take part in this system because we cannot trust other people to run it. You know, we have to be actively engaged with our government if our constitutional republic is, is going to survive. So yeah. as bad as it is, I reject the concept of going blackpilled because I know that if I believe everything is lost and there's no point, well, damn near, I'm going to manifest that, uh, you know, here in the world. It, people have to have hope. They have to believe that we can persevere. Otherwise, I mean, if you believe that you're not going to do it or that you're you're going to fail, then, you know, that's what's going to happen. You know, if I walk into, uh, um, a, I don't know, a class and I'm taking a math test and I'm like, I'm totally going to fail this. And, you know, I'm just that, that's probably what's going to happen. If I walk outside every day thinking I'm probably going to get into a car accident, I'm sure it's going to happen one of these days. And if I think that government is lost, the United States of America has already fallen and I just sit back, watch TV and consume everything that they're trying to shove down my throat, then there you go. That's it. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I'll, I'll say that like one uh, on on the you know, and certainly what you, that happens to plenty of people. But what? But I think one of the things like you know, go- governments you know never been great throughout human history, right? Yeah. And it, what's generally made things better is um, is human ingenuity and mm-hmm. human perseverance and human hard work. You know, um, uh, over time, through over generations. You know, uh, and and this is why. Um, even with government, you know, as as terrible and so many things terrible, like it's tough to say that things aren't at the same time, like kind of better than ever or pretty close to as good as right. they've ever been, you know, yeah. like, you know, uh, uh, and and so um, and now through technology, uh, we have this ability to do things like this. We have this ability uh, to, to form these networks uh, of people uh, online and through the Internet um, that uh, um, uh, and. Uh, and some and 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 these networks can also you know spread into the into the real world and become mm-hmm. real world networks and real world things. Um, so this is definitely one of the things um, that gives me um, um, you know a lot of hope. Yeah, so hope absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so so let let let's talk about New Hampshire a little bit. So um, yeah. you know uh, how is the race going and who are the people that you're running against? I, I would, I don't know if the primary has happened yet, but as a libertarian, I, I would imagine that, you know, you are the candidate you're going to be on the ballot in November. I am the candidate. I'm going to be on the ballot in November. I'm running up against a, a very establishment, uh, like center left Democrat named, uh, Maggie Hassan. Uh, she's got 
over $5 million uh, uh, banked, uh, which is a ton of money, especially for New Hampshire, which has a population of um, you know, 1.3 million or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, right. So uh, it's a small state. Uh, the Republican is uh, very much undecided. So we'll fi- we, we won't know for uh, another three weeks. Uh, and I don't want to like start going through all of them. Sure, um, that's uh, fine. Uh, uh, I, so there's a, from, from my perspective, uh, there's one that's, uh, there's one that's pretty decent, uh, and then three that are all very, uh, you know, all very flawed in terms of, you know, pro war, pro war would just be establishment, you know, uh, uh, type, uh, type, uh, type pro Republicans. Um, so, uh, but I'm not someone who says that there's no difference, <laughs> no difference between those things or anything like that. Um, but like, you know, campaigns going very well. New Hampshire generally is going uh, very well, and my campaign and all of this, it's all it's all a part of that, right? There's this mo- this free state movement where um, uh, there's dozens of us in the state legislature, or over forty. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like these are and these are like Ron Paul type. Uh, 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 libertarians, good you know, principled, uh, principled people, um, uh, that are, are very committed to liberty. Uh, and there's this whole, um, there's this whole movement. There's all these organizations. There's a think tank that writes papers. There's, uh, this organization that like grades bills and whips votes. And like, it's, it's really, there's this, this really cool political machine that's pro liberty that moves things in the right direction. It feels like it's kind of like accelerating and it's really, really cool. Um, and I think the Free State Project deserves, you know, sort of a lot of credit or is behind a lot of that. It's all this individual effort, right? They don't coordinate it, but it's all these people who have come here. Thousands and thousands of people have moved here uh, specifically to basically do this. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting thing. Um, um, and uh, so, uh, you know, for uh, anyone out there who is ever, you know, uh, who is interested in this kind of thing, you can come for uh, a visit and check out New Hampshire. Um, we have an event every year called Pork Fest, which a lot of people have heard of. Uh, thousands of people come out every summer, uh, but you can come out any time of year. Like the the calendar's packed. There's always like Liberty stuff happening. You can come and, and visit New Hampshire. So, um, it, is it fairly affordable to live in New Hampshire? It's it's pretty affordable, more affordable than the rest of the Northeast. Um, ta- like tax wise, it's one of the lowest total tax burdens. Total cost of living, I think it ends up being in the like tens overall in states because housing is still a little uh, expensive uh, everything else is cheap is very affordable though. it's really just housing is is like about average overall uh, uh um statewide uh, countrywide which kind of which kind of sucks but uh sure but, yeah but overall it's not uh it, it's pretty good and um um uh, uh yeah so um how do you, are you born? Are you a, nat- a Florida native? Are you? Uh, did you move there for political? Are you a political refugee? I am a political refugee of Michigan. Okay. I uh, nice. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was born in Michigan, 1978, uh, and I moved to Boulder, Colorado, right after high school for you know for a, a summer, basically, kind of testing yeah. the waters, and then went back to Michigan. And then went to San Diego for a year. Uh, and actually, I, I was in New, I was in uh, Massachusetts. I'm sorry. I was in Massachusetts first for a year, and then I moved to San Diego for a year. And then I was uh, a, a new father. And so we came back to Michigan, and I was there, you know, up until uh, one year ago, basically. Uh, bought this house in August of last year and then moved here in November. And I absolutely love it. You know, I I, I am somebody who appreciates the seasons. Uh, so I, I definitely liked uh, winters up in Michigan, but I, both my knees are blown out. I can't ski anymore. Um, so 
I'm I'm happy to give that up so that I can float in the ocean. But you know, it is it it's night and day going from yeah. Michigan to Florida, and I, I just I love it. You know, I mean, I I'm not kidding when I say that everybody here is based. I mean, like I my neighbors are all on point. We all know the issues. Uh, and when I was in Michigan, you know, I mean, if people would know, if they would have known what I do, my house would have been firebombed. You know, I yeah. mean, like we're yeah. talking about just like virulent, violent leftist radicals, just absolutely insane people. Yeah, no, uh, that's and that's um, so full credit to you, man. Congratulations. That's Thank such you. a great call. I mean, this is this is the way yeah, we're, we're I heard someone call it the era of base states. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, what we're headed into because this is this is the way and Florida um, is uh, one of the few states if someone says they moved to Florida over New Hampshire I'm like all right all right I got I guess, cool. that's, cool. that's cool you know all right I got um, so but uh, but if people you know check them out I mean you know, New Hampshire's got to be on the list of people if you're thinking about moving as well if you're a libertarian specifically by the way like I you know we're not we're not uh, we're not 100 uh, but I think there's um but we have lots of uh, lots of Christian libertarians in fact actually you want a, a little a little culture war drama Please. story absolutely this is one we're going through right now okay so uh, this uh, there's a free stater uh, uh, who is a who is a Christian conservative. Um, who compiled this list, uh, probably a little autistic too, because uh, he compiled a very detailed list of 900 churches in New Hampshire. He went through every church and like did like research and collected and provided details on like where they were at socially, purely informatively. Like he did a really good job. It was not judgmental in any way, but it was stuff like, you know, what did they fly a BLM flag? Sure. Or did they have a pride flag? You know, just quite reasonably. This, this is meaningful information if you're seeking out a church because you want to know where, where they're at. Absolutely. Um, and you can guess probably already exactly what, uh, uh, what the screeching lefties did uh, in response to this list. They're facilitating terrorism. Mm-hmm. They are making it dangerous for us. Like, we put on a website the fact that you have a flag that you're literally hanging in the front of your church. It's like, public like, information. <laughs> like, and, it, and, and it's not derogatory. It wasn't like this church is bad. It was like 900 churches, super calm. And it's like, and it's insane. And, 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 uh, and of course, several of the press institutions in New Hampshire, uh, you know, pick it up and uh, pick it up and run with it. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's, but the thing is, despite all this, and this is why I'm, it's like, we're just like winning anyway. Like you can go on to the, the Facebook post for the newspaper article and it's like people are just and making fun of the newspaper. Right. And so it, it, I love it. So I love like, seeing it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but um, so I, it's just, a, I mean, example, uh, I guess like one, one million or whatever, but it's one that just happened today. And it's, it, but at the same time, it's like, it's actually making me like, like it, it only makes me more hopeful, even though it's like shitty at the same time. Mm-hmm. So so are, are, are you not a New Hampshire native? Where are, Did you move from? I'm, not, I'm, from Phil, I'm from Philadelphia originally. Oh, gosh. Uh, I, I, yeah, I moved. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, suburbs, <laughs> suburbs. I did live in I did live in Phil, uh, West Philadelphia proper. I live like in an area where during uh, the BLM riots, like they were like flipping cop cars and shit. Like I oh. lived there. Uh, were you there years. while that was happening or? No, 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 okay, no, okay. no, 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 no. Uh, I got out. I, I got out in uh, 2016 um, for you. Uh, and um, uh, and have been up here uh, uh, raising a family uh, uh, and I'm very happy with it. You know, I'm, I'm big on um, and that's actually um, I'm, I'm a great. How old, how old are your kids? 
Oh, uh, my, my daughter's 21. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm basically uh, retired. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think anyone who has uh, you know, younger, younger kids or is going to have kids, like, it's not like, it's not just the schools and you're not going to fix the schools by passing a law. Like, that's just not that's not going to be in it. It's just not going to work. Right. Right. You've got to, you have got to kind of select a community for yourself or fit or do it for yourself. You can't rely, you know, I just think that, that doesn't mean, I'm not saying that there aren't public schools out there that are good. I'm not saying every public school is bad, uh, but like you've got, you, you can't fix it through a law at the state level. You right. have got to go and find one. You know, you've got to do that. Yeah. Parents getting involved with school boards and holding them accountable is obviously huge. Uh, and, and woke indoctrination of our children through the infiltration of, of these uh, leftist, uh, you know, alphabet people coming into, uh, um, you know, positions of teaching. Uh, it's it's a major danger. And uh, quite, this is, you know, I'm sure you're familiar, familiar with Libs of TikTok. She's great. You know, just exposing these people uh, from their own public posts. And in the same way, you know, the the leftist radicals are just, you know, absolutely up in arms about it. But do you homeschool your children or or do you have a good school in a district that you trust? So my oldest just turned five. Uh, so we are not sending him to uh, school yet. He's taking some, he takes a couple of classes uh, now. And we're still kind of, uh, you know, figuring all that out. There's a bunch of options from like um, full-time alternative schooling here towards there's uh, a, a lot of, a lot that's available kind of a la carte, which I guess people still like consider homeschooling. But to me, it's like, if my kid is, you know, with a professional 10, you know, I, I, I'm not, yeah. So I guess I would be, I guess we're probably going to be homeschooling for several years because I don't think we're going to send him to a full-time school for for several years, but he's, but he's probably going to be going to a variety of things. He's hanging out like today. He'll be with like 12 or 14 other kids at some play meetup, you know, um, uh, that, that my wife takes, you know, takes them all out. Keeping the, the socialization up. You know, this was always like the number one, um, uh, I guess, complaint from public schools uh, when I was a kid, you know, oh, if you homeschool your child, they're going to be uh, socially deficient and they're not going to ho- know how to interact with people. But you know, there's obviously a number of different ways that you can still interact with other kids. And, you know, not to mention the child is interacting with her family on a daily basis. I think that's a great decision. Um, And, you know, I have very little faith in the public school system. I went to private school as a child and there was no indoctrination as far as I'm aware. I didn't, uh, they were pretty, pretty on point with everything. But, you know, in today's world, uh, it's just simply just too dangerous, I think, to to put the education of your child into somebody else's hands. Because again, this is an, an institution that traditionally we've been taught we could we could trust here in America. But they've shown us just very, very uh, just insanely exposing themselves in recent years. Uh, the fact that we, that we simply can't. I was actually just uh, uh, reached out to by a viewer of the show. She's in New York. Um, she did not go to public school her entire life. She was homeschooled. She's brilliant. And she's currently working on a project in her community in New York um, to uh, uh, to create like, I guess, you know, uh, a standardized curriculum of sorts for people who want to homeschool their kids. Um, so, you know, the the uh, the lesson plans and all of that, obviously, the parents are going to be working on that. But there's going to be, you know, certain things that they want to make sure that the kids uh, are educated on. 
But more than anything, you know, it's just ensuring that they're successful and that they're going to be able to to go on and, uh, you know, be a contributing member of society. Civics is something that is not taught in schools anymore. And again, I think that's by design. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I think I think, yeah, this stuff is is uh, is definitely the uh, the future. I mean, we have uh, <laughs> uh, we, uh, we have a pretty decent uh, school choice program uh, uh, here. The, the uh, head of our um, Department of Education is a homeschooled all seven of his kids. Not a oh, single wow. one of them went to uh, public school. And he actually is like uh, goes to uh, events or has his department go to events like teaching parents like how they can get their kids out of public schools. So <laughs> we're doing so our, <laughs> we're doing our best here because um, uh, they I mean, they are at least here. They're the, they're the biggest power base of the of the sort of progressive authoritarian left. It's like, it's the schools. I mean, uh, the, um, one of the, one of the towns cut the school budget by, um, in half. Oh, wow. Uh, and they got, uh, hit pieces elevated all the way to the New York times level and NPR level of national attention on this town of 600 people what? to create such uh, or 600. Yeah. It's around 600 created such a furor that uh, they convened another special meeting to undo, uh, to like, uh, uh, but it took all this huge national level spotlight. Uh, they thrust it on this small town um, to, to, you know, to, to stop, uh, uh, to stop them from losing uh, uh, someone. Uh, so it's, but it's like crazy. That's what I'm saying. It's like crazy stuff that's been going on here like that. Well, they, they have to indoctrinate everyone. I mean, it doesn't matter if there's only a handful of students there. I mean, probably they think it's easier to get in at the ground floor uh, and uh, be able to pump out the type of people that they want. So uh, what do you think is the most pressing issue that the people of New Hampshire are facing? Uh, I mean, at the at big picture, it, it's it's definitely like inflation and costs. This is a root cause of all the problems. Everyone just went through it, right? If it was a year ago, I would say COVID, uh, but people have short memories. I wish they cared more, but <laughs> but yeah. right now the thing that you've got to meet people where they are, what do people care about? And, and that's entirely the government's fault. The government did that. It's not that hard to explain why uh, or how the government did that, right? So I think that's like, that's if you're ta- if you're just having you know a conversation with sort of uh yeah that would be I think that's like the number one thing uh to be like hitting uh and hammering home along because it's both of them as well like it's but like it's it's all the Democrats and most of the Republicans yeah. you know that are completely on board with um uh you know with all of it um so um uh, I think that's that's definitely the the top thing to emphasize but it might be other things um you know it might be other things for our for other people uh, you know with my campaign which is a bit of a different goal right like we for us if we're getting even to four percent uh that's a decent victory because that gets us uh um that gets us ballot access for the future and, and it lets us um get um some positions actually uh lower down um uh, uh, you know, trying to get people who are frustrated by the system entirely, who think the whole thing is dumb. A lot of these people have uh, a libertarian ethos. It's kind of smart to not care, you know, like honestly, 
right. like to not care. Ignorance it's, it's is not an irrational. It's not an irrational choice, right? There's a sense in which you can criticize that person. You're saying, hey, you're defecting from from this thing that you know we're expecting. You're, you're, it's the equivalent of like littering or whatever. So you can try to shame them and say, don't do that. You're you're ob- you're, you're obligated to, but it's not irrational. You know, it's not. I, I don't know. I can't really shame. I don't, you know, it's like, what, what are the odds of my vote affect something? It's just going to be some corrupt person either way, you know, uh, some, you know, like, so why even do it? Like I cannot, I, I have a lot of sympathy for that attitude. And I think a lot of those people, like, like there's so many people who don't vote. Right. And, you know, in the midterms, I don't know, will we even hit 50% in the, in the average midterm uh, election? Well, uh, you know, how, do you know how many people in New Hampshire are registered to vote and what percentage of those actually so, do? New Hampshire. So in the 2020 election, which was high everywhere, New Hampshire hit like 70 percent. New Hampshire is a pretty civically minded uh, state you know, over on average. You know, it's like it's a lot of people who are like, you know, I you know, I want to do the right thing. Uh, you know, I'm uh, you know, I want to be a good neighbor. They're kind of living on live, but they're civically minded. Uh, and so a lot of them do. Uh, a lot of them do vote. A lot of them are so old fashioned that they'll split tickets. You believe that? That's still oh, wow. a thing up here. <laughs> so, do you know? Um, do you know if uh, w- w- did people trust the results of the 2020 election? I mean, was there any appearance of impropriety? I mean, certainly in some states we had um, uh, uh, situations where votes were just being flipped. Michigan, for example, Antrim County. It's an easy one to look at. All of the votes for for Donald Trump were flipped to Joe Biden, and that's the only reason anybody knew that something had happened. But uh, was there any type of issues like that in New Hampshire? Yeah. So in terms of the attitude of people here around here, I would say that it's 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 mostly trustworthy, Um, although there are some candidates that are against it. There was one incident that's very clearly documented, like not even disputed with it, like uh, that was um, on the order of like around a hundred or a couple hundred votes were like lost or miscounted or fraudulently or yeah I'm 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 actually not exactly sure of what what the the malfeasance or mistake was but it was on the order of around a couple hundred votes everyone accepts that this happened not disputed yeah. um, I'm not aware of anything like larger um, than that I do know that you know New Hampshire is one of the states that people point to and and. There's uh, way more um, like Biden won the state, but Republicans won. Governor won everything down ticket, swept everything down ticket. They swept the Senate. They swept the House. They swept. We have this thing called the Executive Council and they won governor like 60 plus to under 30 uh, in New Hampshire, Republican. And Biden won the, the state. So that's certainly a disparity. That seems interesting. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but I think there actually are uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people um, um, uh, who vote uh, uh, Democrat. Um, so, so I yeah. Yeah. Do you know what the results were in uh, 2016 in between uh, Hillary Clinton and uh, and Donald Trump? Did did Hillary Clinton take New Hampshire at that time or Donald Trump? I don't remember if the top Hillary, of my head. Hillary Clinton uh, uh, did. New Hampshire was not a particularly friendly trip. Like there's plenty of people up here who love Trump, but I Mm -hmm. think overall New Hampshire was less favorable to Trump than other states. There were, there were, cause a lot of the Republicans are, it's, it's, it's kind of a, both the Republican and the democratic party are different up here. Like there's a decent amount of Democrats who are still, you know, good on guns. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, not the majority of them, but some, um, you know, like there's, there's, uh, 
and so the Republicans, a lot of them are of the like very much don't did not like the Trump uh, the way he conducted him, him, himself and, mm. and, and that, that kind of thing. I thought Trump exposed a ton of stuff. I, I actually me too. Well, it, Trump 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 was Trump red pilled me a little bit, honestly, in terms of seeing. Uh, I love hearing yeah. that. So <laughs> <laughs> no, mm. it's like because to me it's like I was like. Uh, I definitely, I had, if anything, a little bit of concerns. I didn't vote for Clinton, who I also thought was terrible, but like, I was not, uh, I, I did not vote for Trump in 2016. Uh, uh, and I thought like, I was a little bit worried about what a Trump presidency would look like. It was pretty clearly like, like, I don't think it was particularly good, but it wasn't like anything like, like they're just saying the craziest stuff. And I was like, how could you go around saying, how are you saying that? Which then had the effect on me of like, just like, even if he policy wise, I don't think he was particularly good, but it ended up making me like him just because he made these people who I thought were, who, who just made these people look so bad and disgusting right. and gross. Um, and it ended up like making me just like have an, a, a more positive affinity, right. uh, you know, towards, towards him. He's kind of funny, you know, these kinds of things. I think he was, I mean, I, I think I wish, man, I, I just wish he was like anything like this image of him. Like I would love it. I would take someone who has some bad policy issues if they, uh, if they actually gutted the, the administrative state, if they actually went in there with a, a wrecking ball. I, I don't even, I could, he, I could disagree with you on a ton of things if you would actually do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and none of that, um, you know, none of that happened. Um, it's not clear to me that it's possible. Uh, I'm not saying it's some easy task. Like Trump should have just done this one thing. But like it's it's it it would be a real slight it would be a hell of a fight to do it. But like he it didn't happen. He got played, quite frankly, or he never tried. He either got played or he never tried because it I didn't think, happen. I I think that there you know well first of all you know I I I love Donald Trump. Uh, I, when he first walked down that escalator, you know he appealed to me because again he wasn't a politician, and I know that Hillary Clinton's a murderer, so I wasn't going to vote for her. <laughs> and. Uh, And so, you know, just like, you know, hearing him speak to the people and, you know, I mean, uh, I I really I I really, really got behind him very early on and was super excited. And, uh, you know, and yes, I didn't agree with him on on everything on policy, but I think that overall he really showed us what was possible if you had strong, effective leadership, you know, somebody who was interested in representing the American people, Um, you know, and again, it it was, he came into office. I mean, I remember when Obama was elected, you know, all of this stuff was supposed to happen, um, you know, and it just didn't. And then President Trump comes into office and he he conducted himself like a boss, (laughs) you know, I mean, like we needed, we needed somebody who wasn't going to be afraid to, uh, to, to say what they thought. Uh, and to push for, you know, the things that were going to help America. We didn't get everything. Uh, we certainly didn't get the the gutting of the administrative state. Uh, that's something that I am a, a, a large proponent of. And I'm hoping that if we do get Trump 2.0, that that's something that's going to happen. I mean, uh, look at the abuses of power that we're seeing right now in the FBI and the DOJ. What do you think we got? To, to, to me, the biggest wins of the Trump presidency would be things like like cultural shifts or like things getting exposed. Yep. I don't see like what else did like, which is fine. I guess I'll give you some credit for that. But like, what else did, did you, did you get? Well, uh, the economy was roaring for one, um, but uh, no, I, yeah. I, but okay. I absolutely agree with you. I think that that cultural shift was the biggest thing. And, you know, it always seems like there is this pattern in presidencies, you know, where you've got the first term, uh, perhaps you've got opposition from the other side, people who 
don't necessarily back the uh, the person in, in the office of the presidency. Maybe there, we got a lot of rhinos in the Republican Party. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but more than anything, it was Trump. To me, it was Trump versus that administrative state, the failed and corrupt establishment uh, that did not want to see him succeed. And we're actively standing in his way. You know, suddenly Democrats and Republicans are agreeing on stuff because it's just going against Trump. So I was hoping that in the second administration that things were going to be drastically different because, you know, at that point, you don't have to worry about being reelected and and perhaps you can come in with a heavier hand. And I'm not saying I, I want, uh, you know, fascism or or, uh, or tyranny in any respect, um, but we're approaching that already with the, the current government we have. And this is this is why I'm so stoked about the midterms, because it's going to lay the foundation uh, with people who will be in both houses of Congress that want the same thing I do, which is uh, strong leadership and uh, and an end to the corruption. I think we have to completely gut the federal government. There are a number of agencies we just need to get rid of. Uh, 87,000 IRS agents, give me a break. That's more than doubling the size of the agency. And uh, those people are not going to be going after the millionaires or the billionaires. I mean, that's so that they can more easily come and audit just about every single person that's out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well, I hope you're right. I probably got to wrap it up uh, pretty soon. Okay. So is there, uh, is there anything else you want to cover? No, no, no. That, that's, uh, you know, that's basically it. Well, just one more question. You know, um, how about for you personally, uh, you know, representing uh, New Hampshire, you know, what what's the most important issue for you? For like selfishly? Well, what's the most important? I mean, maybe <laughs> you can answer. I mean, I want to deliver. Or- I want to deliver for my uh, for my constituents, right? Like in terms of like, well, how do I achieve success, right? It yeah. would be that way. Yeah. And the thing is, as one senator, you can't probably do that like directly, right? Like I can't. It's not like I can act like I can pass a law, right? But what I will do as someone who um, uh, I think it's very clear, like, well, uh, you know, we'll push the envelope. I will do that on behalf of New New Hampshire, right? Like I am going to be a New Hampshire first uh, senator. I want like the it. government out of our way, okay? And I will do everything in my power. I can't, of course, say, you know, like I try, I investigated whether I could make a campaign promise uh, that I would start uh, an insider trading uh, fund that paid out uh, to the people of New Hampshire uh, based yeah. off of my congressional knowledge. And I learned that it's illegal to go around saying that. Uh, so I can't actually go around saying that anymore. But the point is, I'm thinking of ideas like this, right? Uh, so, so you know, we'll find out a way. I will do whatever I can uh, for, for New Hampshire to stop the federal government. I will not let the bad guys win. You know, that's what I want to do. I'm going to have, we'll have fun with it, right? Uh, we'll yeah. do things that will, uh, you know, like I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be one of those weak, uh, weak people uh, in there. So good. All right, man. So well, just, just t- tell everybody where they can find you and that's, uh, uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, so you can uh, go to my campaign website, uh, uh, jeremy4nh.com, uh, number four. Uh, I've got some really great videos on there. Um, you can also find those videos on my YouTube channel, uh, on my Odyssey channel, which is Kaufman, uh, at Kaufman, K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N. Uh, I'm also active on uh, Twitter, Jeremy Kaufman. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on. Follow me in any of those places. We're having a lot of fun with the campaign. Uh, and I'd love if, uh, if uh, you became part of it. All right. Thanks for your time, Jeremy. I appreciate it. And good luck in November. We'll see you. 
All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with us today. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jeremy Kaufman. If you are a libertarian or a conservative or even a leftist that just happens to be watching my channel, hopefully you got something out of it. You know, the only way that the United States can survive is if we continue to hold our elected representatives to account. And I think the Free State Movement, the Free State Project, is actually an excellent way to go ahead and do that. Hopefully in the future, I'll be having some more reporting on that specifically. And if you are in New Hampshire or any place else and happen to be part of the Free State Project, please feel free to reach out to me and uh, we can have a conversation. I'm going to leave you with one final campaign video from Jeremy. I hope that you enjoy it uh, because I think that it really encapsulates the hypocrisy that we're seeing on both sides of the aisle and the types of issues that are, are just being thrust upon us on a daily basis that have no basis in objective reality or logical thought. Thanks again, Jeremy, for being here and thank you all at home. We'll see you next time. Picture this, innocent people in the Middle East, they're having dinner. A bomb is dropped on their house and they're all killed. What's the problem with this? It's being done by white men. I am Jeremy Kaufman, the Chief Diversity Officer at Halliburton and candidate for United States Senate. It is time to diversify the murderous military-industrial complex. We need to make the nukes gay. And that's why I'm running for office. Like my fellow Democrats and Republicans, I will support every war. I will support stealing billions of dollars from Americans to kill innocent people. But we are going to make it so gay. It will go down in the history books. We will say never have so many genders and so many races killed innocent people. Let's bomb Yemen. But let's make sure a rainbow of skin colors are dropping those bombs. These are gonna be the gayest, transest murders the United States has ever performed. That's what I stand for as the Chief Diversity Officer at Halliburton. And that's what I'll do once elected to the United States Senate. I'm Jeremy Kaufman, and I'm gay for this message. I'm serious.